In goes Stewart! They've only gone and done it! And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another Foot in the Opposition camp. Back after a bit of a hiatus uh, as a result of uh, no Dover Athletic fans coming forward. But we do have a supporter of Yeovil opponents this weekend, which is Torquay United. And I'm very pleased to welcome Chris, who's part of the team at the Torquay Talks podcast, YouTube show. I'm not sure what you call it, but I'm sure he'll tell me. So, Chris Bursey, a uh, big welcome to the Glover's Cast. Thank you. Thank you for inviting us. Pleasure. No problem at all. So, so first things first, podcast, YouTube channel, bit of both? Latterly, yeah. I mean, it started started off as a as a kind of a, as a supporters forum as much as anything to kind of um, just a group of kind of passionate talkie fans who, you know, write articles, um, previews, match reports, kind of thoughts, blogs um, on matches, kind of some of you know, away day blogs and kind of your match day experience and as I guess the back end of COVID and it kind of um, morphed into a bit more of a, um, which we've got now with our, our YouTube, you know, we have a group of us who do a kind of a video kind of chat every week and YouTube uh, video, which, um, which people seem to enjoy. It's just, it's very much just um, fans for fans um, organization really like a lot of, you know, yeah, like you guys are very much just kind of putting some content together on thoughts of the club. And it's certainly not been a, positive last 18 months we say no it's not been oh, uh, i guess things to talk about but not um perhaps in the in the order you, you would you would like well we, we always start these chats by or i always start these chats by asking uh, supporters to, to tell us a bit about the club but we probably don't need to do that with you guys because <laughs> uh, we know you of old uh, and we know you yes. uh, more recently than that as well so I'll, I'll start from the beginning of of this season so going into um national league uh south season yourselves and yeovil yes. obviously we both came down from national league um premier and i think most of the the bookmakers if if they did go down as far as us uh, had a uh, sort of uh, Probably you, you guys um, as uh, as the as the yeah. favourites with us not a million miles behind. Um, and if yeah. I look at results, and I know there's always a lot more to um, to games than, than than results, but after a bit of a, a, a tricky start or very early start, the first couple of games, yeah. it seems like Torquay got into a bit of a groove. You had a, a run of four wins, a, a defeat at uh, Avely, and then and then a couple more wins after that, and takes that takes you through to the start of September. I mean, how you you must have been pleased with that that start, maybe not those first couple, but after that, yeah. it must have been pretty confident place to be playing more. I think all season our home forms generally, apart until you guys turned up last week, it's been um, our home forms generally been quite good. Um, we had those couple of early, you know, with certainly that um, that um, that defeat to Worthing early on was a real kind of schooling to the league as much as anything. Of course, we were here, you know, only five or six years ago, and the quality I think we've seen it's a much more competitive league that year. It was us and Woking who were kind of head to head, but certainly at the start, I think um, 
at the beginning of the you know the beginning of the season ourselves and Yeovil were kind of very much kind of the two on paper. I would agree with that. And I think um, we'd we'd had something which you don't get. Certainly, we haven't had recently in recent years. And our, our level is a relatively settled squad. We were able to retain a lot of loan players yeah. that we you know we came very close to. Um, saving ourselves but we just started too late effectively but we you know we got a group together in the last 10-12 games of last season who really made a difference and kind of I say very nearly did it and apart from ironically Frank Newblade probably um, that group that were so good towards the end of the season all stayed on um, Jack Stobbs Lewis Collins um, Kevin Dawson so that and that group so you thought oh crikey you know there's that there isn't that crikey we've signed 10-12 players which you get we've had a lot and you get quite a lot at this level um, so I think it was a disappointing start in that sense, but I think that this, the kind of the undercurrent theme of our season, um, certainly from whether it's naivety, whether it's um, arrogance in some places in terms of we'll just turn up and roll the league away like we did at times last season and last time we were in this league, um, but we just haven't really performed that well. Um, mm. That run of games, that run of wins you talked about there, there were a lot of you know Gary time goals as people like to call it, you know very late goals, a couple of really late winners. Certainly, they're going to be chipping them out just after the wording game. But um, yeah, we we were getting points, and you, depending which side of the fence you were, we were either papering over the cracks or good teams win where they don't play very well. Yeah, um, and, and then as you say that, that takes you through till well. I mean, there there is a there is a three 0 win there at home to Farnborough by the looks of it, who who we played on on Tuesday night. And actually yeah. watching them, I thought they 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 weren't a bad side at all. But that then it hit, seems to hit a bit of a stumble um, yeah. towards uh, let's say September time, and it's mm-hmm. been a bit well. It's all, all you either lose or you win by the looks of it. So there's Absolutely. there's nothing there's nothing in between. So no. What happened uh, around that time, or, or was there anything that happened? Is it just um, the results haven't haven't fallen your way? Certainly, our waveforms fallen away, mm. um, which is problematic. Um, you know, you, you you mentioned the defeat at Overly historically, and I know it's something that we've talked about. You know, Sheridan, who you know, who you know, who you know, massive um, you know, Yeovil fan as well as you know, part yeah. of what she does. Um, she talked about Yeovil's historical record with um, you know, four uh, G or um, whatever you want to call them. And we haven't really saying, got, we haven't, until this season, we haven't had a record on 4G. No, well, so. well, it didn't start very well, did it? Uh, no, it didn't. It, it definitely didn't. <laughs> but uh, no, and, and I think, yeah. Well, quite, yeah. And I, and I think historically, so we haven't fared very well on them. Um, so that there was very much, and I, I, it has to have got in the players' heads because, you know, mm. the management team and the players say all the right things. Oh, it's just another game. We've got a local um, Astro surface that they train on a lot that week that they have access to. And, um, so I think the away form has fallen away, um, which which is, you know, which you, you need to be getting points. So you need to be up near the top. You can't be losing too many games. And the reality, as you've just alluded to there, we've just lost too many games. We haven't mm. drawn since the early day of the season. No. Yeah. Which, if so there are some games where you need to, if you don't play very well and you get away from home, a game that springs to mind is Western Supermare. We were really poor that night. Mm. Tuesday night, horrific weather. Um, but we got back to 2-1. Um and it's those we had a really good ten minutes. It's those sorts of games where if we'd got out there with a point, you'd have probably said, "Well, okay, well we didn't probably didn't deserve any more than that." But um, the away form's not been great. We have had injuries. There's no point, you know, pretending we haven't because we have. Um, we don't have a massive squad anyway. Um, there hasn't been a lot of until the last two or three weeks. There hasn't been a lot in terms of incoming recruitment, um, whether that be financial, whether that be um, out of choice. Um, but it's only in the last two or three weeks that we've started to add some players to the squad that. Um, 
hopefully it made a difference. But it's interesting you mentioned Farnborough, that game we had. I would say of all of the games I've seen, that is the only game I came away from there thinking, God, we've played well there. Right. A, a lot of the other games we've we've won, then we've, you know, oh yeah, you probably just like when we played Bath weekend before last. Competitive game, we were the stronger side on the front foot, didn't really create lots of chances and got a deflected goal near the end. But you'd say on the possession and the territory, we deserved it. But we're not passing sides off the park. And no. that Farnborough game was the only game they looked like a group of blokes who'd been to work that day, frankly. Right. Um, and they looked tired from the off and we were able to overpower them. But in general, we just haven't played very well. We haven't had any games where we've lost, where you'd say, oh, yeah, well, you know, that, right. that happens sometimes, you know. Sometimes you'll play well and lose. We've generally either, you know, been okay and won, or got what we deserved. Yeah. I want to ask you about the, the injuries, actually, because Ian, who does the podcast with us, he um, was in amongst, he was on the radio co-commentary uh, when we played it at your place um, yeah. just, you know, a couple of weeks ago now, wasn't it? Um, yeah. And a lot of fans around him, Torquay fans, were saying about players who were missing. Aaron Jarvis, obviously a player that... Um, yeah. The Oval fans will, will, will know well from our at times. I'm sure he scored a few against us, and he's mm-hmm. obviously an important player. I think top, top, I don't know if he is still top scorer, but yeah, he, he is. Was yes, top he is. Scorer, yeah, he, uh, is, he's, yeah. It, it, he, he will be a loss. Has, has, there, has there been others that have been missing? Yeah, they have. I mean, in turn, I mean, Jarvis is the headline. I mean, Jarvis got injured very late on in that game at Western. Um, um, he, he got wiped out by a defender who I honestly slid and put into his own net, but he kind of took his knee out from underneath him. Um, and there was it looked, there was fears it could be a very serious injury, but as it's turned out, not a very serious injury. But having said that, he's going to be out for a couple of months. Then we're not expecting him back till around Christmas time. Um, yeah. But there have been there have been others. Um, I mean, Jarvis is the main one because he's been getting all the goals. Though a lot of his goals have been penalties this year. Um, right. He has, but but it's just his all round game. He's quick. He's strong. He's mobile. He brings people in. He holds the ball up. He's everything you kind of want in a centre forward at this level. Um, we have, I mean, our goalkeeper, Mark Halstead, has been out for the last, um, he took a, a real, really big thump um, at Hampton a couple of weeks ago and had concussion and a, and a really big deep cut on his chin that he's been out. Um, Asa Hall's uh, captain has been out on and off. He's been fit for the last few weeks, but he very rarely puts some of the games together. Same for Tom Lapsley in midfield, who is a kind of a, an all-action um, midfield player. He's, again, struggles to stay fit. Hasn't right. been, you know, he's probably missed half the games that, now. That sounds very much like the, like the spine of a team there, then, doesn't it? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. and, and that's the problem. That's been the problem. You know, defensively, we've we've got a young lad, Ollie Tomlinson, who played. Um, I would have thought you Oval fans would have noticed when we played them last week. He he was with us last year, but had very limited opportunities. Had two or three loans in this division, but has played every game at this level. So, um, and he's very he's very he's been very aerially dominant. He's not massive. Um, but again, defensively, and the problem is, if you're not putting the same team on the pitch, um, talking to Sheridan last week, Yeovil don't have a massive squad, but they've not had massive amounts of injuries in terms of disruptive injuries. Um, I know they had a couple last night, and they Jake Warner went off last night. But, but right, just in yeah. terms of just in terms of how every and we've changed systems. We haven't, you know, he started at three at the back, then he went to four at the back, now we're back to three at the back, partly through to player availability as to who you can select. Um, so we, we just haven't been settled. We haven't been able to get patterns of play. We haven't been able to um, to select a, a consistent team. Yeah, um, but in recent, uh, um, well, just just before you played us in the uh, in the league, mm-hmm. I think the uh, the Johnson connection, the Oval Old Boys uh, came in and and uh, he, he called up Lee and, and got a couple of lads in on loan from yeah. Fleetwood, Theo Williams and Callum Dolan. I think I'm right in saying. Correct. How yeah, have they right. yeah. shown up in the in the game since they arrived? I mean, Callum Dolan has, I don't, uh, has come play. 
I think he's, you know, sometimes you sign a loan player, you think, yeah, he's got he's got an eye for a pass in midfield. I mean, he was in Manchester United's academy for six years, so right. you know, you aren't in that if unless if you can't play, can you? Um but again, since he's been with us, he he played at Hampton and was decent by all accounts. I wasn't there, but he had five shots on goal, three were saved. So he's been, you know, so he you know, he's a drive and play midfield, but then um he he went off early against Yeovil. He, well, he was struggling with illness against Bath and then went off early against Yeovil, was on the bench at the weekend but wasn't used. And the general view was he was there to kind of make up the numbers. So if we can get him fit, he looks good. Right. Theo Williams, again, like he looks like a player that can play. Um, he, he played, he came on as a sub against Bath and was lively, quick on the half turn, kind of could create a yard of space, bring others in. He looked lost in the game against Yeovil. Um, and, he, you know, anyone who saw the game, he just looked lost because of the the system we were playing, the lack of players he had around him. But then at the weekend, at, um, however, he scored his first goal for the club. You know, Poach has finished at the back post. And he looks like he can play, but just at the minute, with the players we have available in the system that we're trying to play, we're very much having to kind of, you know, we need to play. The ball has to be on the ground because he's not massive, but they look like players who can who can play. And again, the first thing I look at looking at him is, I bet he'd become a Jarvis because he'd yeah. be able to play off him, buzz around him, yeah. make some space around him. But they look like, they, they don't look like players who, can't make a difference. No. Um, and obviously, we, we, we can't let this moment pass without talking about Gary Johnson. Obviously, still uh, a you know, hero from his days at, uh, at Yeovil Town. Seems that it's probably fair to say, I can tell by the look on your face there, Chris, <laughs> that, 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 that opinions are mixed about him at um, uh, at Torquay. I remember Ian mentioning that there were a few uh, anti-Johnson chants on the night that, yep. that we played you there. What is the yep. current mood about Gary Johnson's um, place as manager? Uh, I wouldn't say the opinions are mixed now. <laughs> no, right, I'd say okay. they're very much um, not. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think Yeovil and Torquay, kind of the decisions they made in the summer are not quite unique, but probably not a long way short. That Very rarely do clubs get relegated um, and retain the managers. Mm, true. So I think the fact that both Torquay and Yeovil did that is... Well, it's looking like a masterstroke in Yeovil's case. <laughs> I'm quite so sure for us. But uh, yeah, I, I think um, I think right now you'd probably say eighty percent of Torquay fans would have him would have him gone now. Right. Um, I think I I personally felt that you know I, I'm one for continuity and trying to remain calm. And people that see me on the terraces may not say that at times, but uh, <laughs> but in terms of you know the club structure about yeah, I think you need to have you know calm. You need to make good decisions, you need to ensure that you're not making knee-jerk reactions. But And, and, um, and he my... is. I mean, it's probably uh, fair to say if yeah. there's a manager who knows how to get out of this division, it's him, surely. Yeah. His record Absolutely. stands up to, to that and, yeah. and the division above. I think for me, he should have gone, ironically, after the Oval game in New Year. Um, it was around that time we had a rotten run of results. He turned on the fans after that game. Um, and it was and it, it, it felt at the end of the season. And I think the problem was whether the board got tricked which is another conversation, but whether the people making the decisions got tricked by our strong finish um, to maybe thinking, well, actually, yeah, we can keep him. We can, you know, we're not far off. We can bring him back up, but the club just needed a change. Um, he's been there for five or over five years now. Um, and I think we just need, we need a new voice. We need some, and I think you look at the squad of players, I don't think it's a bad squad of players, None. but I think they look like a squad of players who've heard the same message a lot. Um, and it's kind of, again, it's kind of Sheridan jokes on Twitter where, you know, she'll say, if you win, it's Johnson in, if you lose, it's Johnson out. And it's kind of, that's very much like that. Um, that's football fans for you though, right? Yeah. Well, it is football fans, but I think it's very much kind of, if you win, it's kind of like, oh, well, that's good. 
Yeah, yeah and of course, you maybe know, it's I, I'm turning. More positive. Yeah. I'm more positive than some when it comes to a win. You know, win to win, three points is three points, isn't it? But um, if you lose, it then very quickly becomes Johnson out, and it becomes very much. Um, um, it becomes it's turning quite quickly now, which I mm. think is um, in games in certain situations things aren't going well. But um, I think in, uh, he's very lucky man to still have a job. I'd say right. that way. So you you didn't quite say it, but I'm picking up from a vibe from what you said. You're Johnson out at the moment. I. I... I'm, yeah, the push it's, a, it's a good question. No, absolutely. It's a good question. Yeah, I am. But but I was at the end of last season. I think at the end of last season, it was the natural time to make a change. It, you know, it hadn't worked for what, for a whole variety of reasons. But it was the time for a change. It was a new manager. It was time to get some new ideas and a fresh approach to the club. Um, and I haven't changed that opinion. Um, if, if we'd done what Yeovil are doing in the league, then maybe. And I'm not just to say that we won't, you know, and I, I agree with, you know, something you said um, just before we turn the recorder on that, I think, you know, we, we will be up there come the end of the season. I, I don't see yeah. it fading away because I haven't seen many teams that you would think, well, crikey, will fear. But we've, we've got to get better. We've got to get better than we have. But yeah, I, I you're think... You're not a million miles away now, are you? You're not a million miles away, e- no. e- even though you've not played well all season, by no. the sounds of uh, it. It's funny, and we were saying amongst some of the Talkie Talk group at the weekend, what's odd? I mean, it was an odd, the last kind of seven days was really odd because we had the Bath game, which felt like a game we had to win, which we did. We then had the Yeovil game, which was embarrassing, would was the word I used. Not in a not in a dramatic context, but for me it would just felt it was embarrassing just in that that was meant to be the contest this season. It was meant to be us and them. That was meant to be the game of the season. Yeah. yeah. And we were embarrassed. On the night we were embarrassed. Three one flattered us. Um and it felt just you saw just how far off within this league we are. And then on Saturday we went and had, again, a very inconsistent fourth, but we went and got three points. So yeah. Six points out of nine. It's better than two wins and a uh, win and two draws. So it's not terrible, but everything just feels like such hard work at the moment. Right, right. The wins are hard work. Everything around the club is hard work. The conversations around the ownership are hard work, and it, it's very hard for a lot of people to get um, a lot of joy out of winning, which yeah. isn't, isn't the way it should be somehow. No, no, and and I think anybody who's had any kind of exposure to to Torquay United this season um, has has heard a lot about the off the field situation. The overall, yeah. we're obviously a club which has suffered from off the field things in well, <laughs> feels like a forever, but for, but certainly yeah. for the last four or five years. What mm-hmm. is the situation with regards to Torquay <laughs> off the pitch? Uh, and and uh, I'll give you... So I start the start, Mike. Let's say a couple of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, where do you start? Um, I mean, certainly the owner we have. Um, the owner we have is not a football man. Uh, Clark Who is the owner, by the uh, way? Clark Osborne is his name. Uh, oh, his history yeah. is in um, Speedway and right. Speedway Stadium Development. Um, he has a history of, of those going bust. He was part of the consortium that almost drove Bristol Rovers to the wall several years ago. Um, but for, again, but for, to be as level and you know as he can, he saved us at a time when we were almost gone. You know, we had a local consortium that who's run out of money, and we were close to administration. Um, so he did save us, which is worth saying. Over that, over his tenure, which is what almost six years now, he's put in the general view is over a six million pounds of his own money into the club well it's a holdings it's a holdings company so if he said tomorrow i want out you owe me six million pounds that's the danger that's the concern but there's no doubt that he he bought the club with a view to building a new stadium and he talks very much of of the fact that a football club takes money once every two weeks it will take and actually that's that's not a good that's not successful business model and it's not so he wants his idea is that he would get some land on the outskirts of um of the town he'd build a, a 
all-purpose 4G stadium, so you'd bring money in seven days a week. You'd have conference facilities, hotel. The grand plan has um, music concerts, Elton John comes down, and all this kind of stuff. Maybe not now, but um, with the, it's a grand idea. Um, and the council just, just not had a bar of him. The council owned Playmore. They won't sell it to him. Right. Um, and uh, that's kind of... And then, of course, COVID happened, and obviously the financial... Um, landscapes changed across industry, let alone football. So um, I think the problem is he's not a football man. He's never at games. He's never, to my knowledge, he's not been at a game since the playoff final. There seemed to be a is... chat. I saw a video the other week of fans uh, confronting a guy, I think at the Hampton game, yeah. maybe. So he's so he's the kind of the figurehead. So that's the chief executive, George Edwards, right. who, again, he is he's not local. Um, he's at every game. You see him at every home game. Uh, he appears, and I say appears, this is only a, a view I have. Uh, I go with my two young sons to all the to all the home games. He appears very aloof. He walks around with um, airpods in his ears. He's not engaging, engaging with people. He's not talking to people. Um, so that video was significant purely because it was engagement. It, it didn't look like he had as, much of a choice. <laughs> no, yeah, no, well, quite. But that's as close as we have got to right. any kind of engagement, any kind of conversations, any kind of... Um, I guess, tapping into what goes on because the club say nothing. The only statement you ever get from the club uh, was, well, we had one at the end of the last season saying, oh, we got relegated. We're going to do all in our power to get back up. The kind of stuff that, you know, you or I could write effectively. Yeah, um, yeah. There's no emotion in any of it. There's no, this is your club. We're doing all we can. And I think what's kind of tipped the ill feeling in the last week was after the night after the Oval game, we've got a supporters trust um, who held a, um, a forum. Yeah. And... Um, he was asked in that video at, at, at Hampton, and he said, so many people said to him, do you want to come? He said, no, we're not coming. It's not our forum. It's not for us to get involved in. So they didn't. But then they clearly had a spy there because you could attend or you could watch on Zoom because by 11 o'clock on that evening, they'd issued a statement about there was talk about protest at the, right. uh, at the forum. It was all peaceful. The guy who runs Tust was very clear in saying this is not, you know, this must be lawful. This must be to make a point. You know, it was a sit-in protest at a game in a couple of weeks, that kind of thing. And that evening, the club issued a statement saying, you know, they condemn all acts of violence. We want to be a family club and all that kind of stuff. And really missed the point. Um, so, but it just felt a bit like, well, hang on, you said you weren't, this wasn't your fault when you weren't coming. And then within two hours, issuing a statement about what happened. So, right. and that kind of sums it up. Really, right. that sums up the engagement. That sums up um, where it is. Uh, I think we'd all like to have new owners. We'd all like to have a fresh challenge, but you've got to have someone who wants to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I say worrying, uh, well, not worrying, but but certainly a lot of echoes from, from the Oval Town situation there. I think yeah. people listening to this would, would, would see a lot of, of similarities there and, you know, football yeah, aside. Absolutely are. Yeah. yeah. Football, absolutely. Fo- football aside, I think we, for all the Oval fans would wish you all the, all the best for that because we've been there. It's not nice. Um, and no. we're, we're very fortunate to be in a position where we've got rid of, the, the 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 guy who who wanted to kill yep. us basically um mm-hmm. and or, or certainly didn't care if we died i should say um and now we've got that's someone kinda, who, that's kind of that's kind of how it feels yeah. a little bit as well there is yeah. real concern around that kind of long-term strategy yeah. of actually what and again in terms of um and again you know i go because it's you know i love the club and it's what i do and i say now I've, I've got my two young sons come and they love it and that it all enhances experience for me yeah but in terms of match day experience offering yeah not very good no, no, the club do nothing to try and attract people. They 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 don't run offers. They don't run 
face painting. They don't have injured players meeting pitch, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah. Um, all the simple really things, isn't it? All the simple games. things. Absolutely. Yeah, and, it's, yeah. and I've said for a couple of years, the first thing I, if I won a million pounds or well, probably more than that, and, and I could buy Talk United, the first thing I would do, I, I would appoint a CEO who could run my club, who, who knows how to run a business. And I would employ a fan engagement, mm. bring some people to my club, bring some people through the door, do some stuff. Um, and get people to come to the club, which which they just don't have. And that's the real worry, that kind of match they're offering is really not very good. No, no. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll stop on this topic now. But again, at Yeovil, I say that is the one thing. Uh, well, not the one thing. There's lots of things that have happened um, mm-hmm. since the summer. But, but that is the one thing that's improved just beyond recognition. Yeah. The match and I don't think it's that hard. No, either. it's not. You don't it's need not. bundles of cash. Funny you thing, don't need... It? No, so it doesn't. It's not that difficult. You could do it relatively easily. You just need the will to do. do it, don't you? The will to do it, and I think that's absolutely. We're, we're, we're lucky we've got that, but uh, we've got to talk about a weekend. <laughs> um, we so obviously, uh, sorry, yeah, I do apologise. <laughs> we, 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 we did. Uh, Ian did uh, did enjoy the the booing of the. Uh, the was it the halftime oh. announcer who gave away two <laughs> tickets to this game uh, the other week? That, that was it, it. You know, it was quite funny actually because uh, you know I was stood with my dad and we were both a bit shell shocked after the state of that first half, and we were just stood kind of you know having a fruit pastel and a chat at half time as you do, and yeah. um, they were doing the draw, and then all of a sudden I hadn't really entered my mind because I was a bit kind of stunned at just how off the pace we'd been in the first half, and then they announced oh the second part, and then it suddenly hit me like, oh. God, yeah. we've got to play him again next <laughs> yeah. week. And it's, wow. the whole ground just kind of went, oh. Yeah, so yeah. That's what it sounded it. like. Yeah. yeah. Even the commentator, even the announcer had a chuckle, which was, uh, which was something. <laughs> he did. Yeah. 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 So, uh, I mean, different competition, same game, different mm-hmm. competition. Um, as you say, overall, um, suffered an injury. We, we, we think it's a bit uncertain as to what Jake Wannell's injury is, but it seems unlikely he's going to play on, on Saturday. And Signed a replacement already. Well, yeah, yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, I'm imagining <laughs> yeah. there were things in the wings for you know these kind of uh, these kind of situations. But obviously, you know, young lad on loan from Bristol City, so mm-hmm. um, it seems to come very highly rated. But but who knows um, what 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 he's going to be like? Uh, where does the FA Trophy rank in Torquay United's ambitions this season? Good question. I mean, Gary always talks, and I'm, and I'm with him. I remember, always remember Paul Buckle used to say uh, when he was manager, when we had what we do with the, the Santa Shield, which was very much a kind of a oh, yeah. non-league James Johnson's paint trophy, and yeah. he always played the strongest team. He was yeah. a believer that you win football matches and you get confidence from winning football matches, and that's what you need to be doing. So I think in our position, that's absolutely the case. A win over Yeovil would be big for us at the moment, I think, in terms of getting some belief and some, um, so I, I think it is important because mm-hmm. um, you enter a tournament like this and you can, there's a good chance you can win it. You know, you see the teams that get to the final, don't you, of this? And, you know, they're not always big clubs because those, their priorities tend to be elsewhere. You know, your Chesterfields and your Barnets who are going to be looking for, whose focus is going to be solely on getting into the Football League. So I think it's an it's a tournament that I have to say, I saw the draw and just kind of, kind of roll, roll my eyes a bit really. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of the last thing you need because it's kind of the hardest draw you can have at this stage, really, isn't it? Um, in terms of you know the south or north top side, but I think it's it's a, it's a game we'll go into win. And to be perfectly honest, we haven't really got a lot of options. We haven't got a no. case that we can't change eleven players, um, no. and I don't think we will want to. To be honest, no. Uh, what is the situation team wise? You mentioned a few players that are out. Is there is there anyone yeah. back since perhaps the last time we crossed swords? Possibly. I mean, we, the goalkeeping situation has been a bit of a mess the last few weeks. Halstead was injured. Reese Lovett played three games, then he went off injured at half time on Saturday. 
So right. we signed a, a Polish goalkeeper the week before he was on the bench who came on, saved a penalty at, at 1-0 at, at Haven, and then has become a bit of a hero. So um, I think Halston has now served his concussion protocol. Um, Love it may well be in that position this week. Um, so hopefully as long as Halstead cut his cutters healed enough, I think Halstead might be back. Um, Ross Marshall limped off against the over one of our centre-backs who with a dead leg, so they tend to only be week 10 days, don't they? So he might be back. Lapsley, who knows, to be honest, because he's very much kind of play one, miss two, play one, miss one, play one. You know, So who knows, but he's missed the last couple of games so that he might be back. Jarvis, definitely not. Um, and as I said, hopefully Callum Dolan is a situation, whether it be illness or injury, where uh, he can play. Uh, we've, we've also got another young lad who we signed from uh, Three Bridges at Ethan Archer, who made his debut last week, who, um, talking to people who were there, was impressive. But I'm, I don't know this is fact, but I think I've read he's cup-tied. Um, oh, okay. So he, play from he before. wouldn't be able to play. But uh, right. to be honest, another bone of contention with supporters at Torquay is you get no very, very limited injury updates. Yeah. Um, so to be honest, who knows? Quite often, players are just absent on match days that, and we're like, oh, crikey, where's he? And he's kind of, yeah, the, yeah. It's oh, he's gone. One yeah. of Johnson's things is to kind of not kind of let that out. I mean, Brett McGavin, who scored the goal against the Oval at home last week, who scored two or three or four goals like that, was suspended last weekend, so he'll be back. So um, we could be stronger than we were last week, but what that will look like uh, uh, is anyone's guess, really. Right. Okay. Well, Chris, uh, thank you very much indeed for joining us. And uh, I'd w- I'd wish you best of luck at the weekend, but you know I wouldn't mean it, wouldn't you? But, <laughs> no, um, quite, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, crowd, yeah. The other I, thing I would say is the crowd will be interesting as well. Yeah. Um, because um, I, I think it's going to be low. I mean, the prices yeah. are significantly lower than normal, but certainly the first round of the trophy is always a bit of a struggle, isn't it? It's the time of year. It's a month till Christmas. Yeah. Um, so it's always a bit of a struggle. So the prices are lower. Um, but given our club, given the situation, there's a bit of a feeling that some people with season tickets are going because they've paid for it, which they don't have to this weekend. So right. I think that I don't know what you think Yeovil will bring, but I don't think it'll be um, that high. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see with Yeovil because obviously a midweek game, not a million miles away from uh, from us, is it? But, yeah. but Saturday, and again, it's, the, it's the, the FA Trophy. How much does it actually mean? I think... Mm. I'm certainly of the opinion of our 100% laser light focus has to be to get out of this division. Um, any chance yeah. anything. But then you think 14 wins in a row. If we lose one, what does that do? And as as we said, you when just we want to talk- keep that going, don't you? you yeah, want to get as as you mentioned momentum, so and that's it, winning. isn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah. indeed, indeed, yeah, absolutely. So. Right, Chris. Well, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you again. You. And um, and pleasure. as I say, in, in all seriousness, um, I hope everything does sort itself out off the um off the pitch for 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 you guys yeah, down there. One day, one day. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Indeed. Thanks again, Chris. Bye. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, he's found him via the deflection, it's Aaron Davis, he could win it, he probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh and it's an opening goal, what a start, Madden after just six minutes gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott,